0: Welcome to the Inspiring Solutions Podcast. I am your host, Onesha Campbell, and here we have authentic conversations about womanhood to inspire you to align with your God-given identity and show up as your best self. What's up, Destiny Chasers? So that's y'all name now. Um, For those of y'all who've been rocking with me since when did I start this podcast? In 2019. These are the people who've been rocking me since then. I'm going to call y'all Destiny Chasers. Um, we've been on this journey together. We've been evolving. We've been growing. You've been watching me grow, giving me love, and, and vice versa, because this is my form of love, putting out this content, putting out this information to you. So, yeah, I just wanted to have a, a name for this community, and we're going to call ourselves Destiny Chasers, right? Y'all like that, or is that corny? I hope. I hope y'all feel me. I hope... <laughs> I hope I'm not just on this on this corny wave I like what is she talking about but that's what it's gonna be moving forward so what's up destiny chasers this is the art of saying no preventing burnout podcast episode and also I feel like I said for those of you who have been rocking with me if you're new here you know, if this is your very first episode that you've listened to, um, one of the Destiny Chasers introduce you to this podcast, welcome, I'm Dornisha. Um, You would have heard that by the intro. I'm Dwanisha, i the host of this podcast. Um, if you're enjoying it, you know what I mean? Like, share, tell a friend to tell a friend, we here. You never know who this information could help. So let's get into it. Now, I feel like for this episode... I had to go through some things in order to deliver you this message. And the reason I say that is because a lot of these tips that I'm going to give today, the solutions, the background, the information, yes, um some of it was researched. Um but some of it was actually experience like and I guess I'll go through a little bit of my experience as I'm giving you the 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 various information, but I myself was experiencing burnout at my job and even doing some of this research, it helped me realize and understand what was going on even more. And so as much as I'm doing this to help you and give you inspiring solutions, this is also going to be a gem for myself to come back to and listen to if I find myself down a similar path again. So let's get into it. What is burnout? Family, what is burnout? Burnout? Burnout is a state of emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion brought on by prolonged or repeated stress, and is mostly caused by work, but it can also appear in other areas such as your life, uh in your life, such as parenting, caretaking, or even romantic relationships, depending on how that is set up. I think a lot of us might have even experienced burnout just from the pandemic alone, right? It's as a state of emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion. This, the, you know, just feeling constantly trapped in, you can't go anywhere and things like that. Okay, so now that we have a definition for what burnout is, let's go into some of the warning signs for burnout, and these signs are in no particular order. Number one, again, in no particular order, is fatigue. We all know that fatigue just means extreme tiredness. Um, so burnout can cause extreme fatigue, um, and you feel like you're never fully rested. So I feel like there's there's two sides of this. You either feel like you're never fully rested, even though you are sleeping for the amount of time that you need to sleep. It's different for different people. Um, or on the other hand, you're experiencing insomnia where you can't sleep at all. Um, you're having har you're having a hard time with falling asleep. And essentially that is what leads to exhaustion. And this can be, um, tricky because we need our rest. Like rest is so important to function, especially at work or even in um, romantic friendships just to show up as the best being possible, you need to rest, right? Um, so ex- I was gonna say exhaustion is important. No, exhaustion is not extremely important, sleep is extremely important. And, and if you don't get sleep, what can happen is it can decrease your immune system, and therefore you can be successful to you know developing illnesses, and then the domino effect just continues. Um, so Yeah. Another thing that can develop from fatigue is being forgetful. Some people call it brain fog or you can just be forgetful because you just feel like you have too much to process in your head. But because you're not well rested, well rested, you're not able to process things effectively. Right. Again, we need our rest. So the number one warning sign is fatigue. Number two is resentment or anger. I think resentment and anger are like best friends. They just go hand in hand. And resentment is just a fancy word for meaning that you, you feel like you've been wronged by someone or, or mistreated, right? And being wronged by someone and mistreated, you're not going to be happy, right? It, it usually is associated with displeasure and anger and things like that. That's why I say they go hand in hand. Um, And usually, everyday circumstances are causes of resentment and anger, such as stress at work, financial pressures, dysfunctional family situations, overwhelming demands on your time and energy. Again, this goes back to work, right? If there is overwhelming demands on your time and energy, if you're If where you're working at is understaffed and and you're expected to put in other hours and maybe other employees aren't, or you're working harder and and maybe you're assuming that others aren't, that can all cause resentment and anger. And um, resentment usually builds up. And then when it's released, it comes out as anger. So if you are in a situation when you're experiencing resentment, it's good to just Take a step back and we'll, well, you know what? We'll get into the solutions <laughs> later. That's just how my brains work. I am a solution oriented person. So we'll get into the solutions later. The next warning sign of burnout is isolation. <sighs> so we went from fatigue. We went from resentment to isolation. Um, so isolation you isolate yourself, you may detach from your colleagues, from your family, from your friend, because you just feel helpless, you feel trapped, you feel defeated. And, you know, you don't want to, you might not want to be around other people because you don't want to bring them down or because you feel like you know what, I'm so overwhelmed. I have all of these emotions that I just need to process them on my own. I don't, I don't need to go outside and and seek help or be with friends. No, I need to be on my own so that I can process what's going on, so that I complete all these tasks, and then when I'm all set, when I'm all good, I will. Um, Re enter, for example, the workforce, or I will re enter friendships, or I will re enter um, being a social My my passions and my hobbies, etc. So that's another one, um, a warning sign is isolation. Another warning sign is negative outlook. You have a negative outlook on life. So this is what happens, right? You're tired. You're feeling wronged, then you're by yourself. Do you guys see how all of these things can contribute to not being satisfied with your life or even just having a more negative outlook on life as a whole? Um, our brains have a negativity bias, so our brains have negativity bias. And what that means is just that our behaviors and attitudes tend to be more are they tend to be shaped more powerfully by bad news, bad experiences and bad information than positive ones. This is not something that I'm making up. This is something that you can go and research for yourself. So we have to try harder to be positive beings. It is easier for us like on a chemical and psychological level, to be more negative. Um, and when you don't have the mental resources to cope with negativity and bad things, bad experiences that happen in life, cynicism is the easy way out. And that's where you become skeptical with other people. You think that most people are selfish and most people are in things for their own interests right and that can become really dangerous in the workplace because you might think hey well my boss doesn't care about what i'm going through here um or um they don't care about what i'm going through at home and that's what can cause again isolation resentment and anger because of how you are viewing everything and that's maybe why you don't want to form a relationship with your boss or your colleagues and and things like that right I have dealt with having a negative mindset for a very, very, very long time. That is something I'm actively working on as an adult. And as I'm going through my healing journey, as I'm working on myself, I am getting down to the root cause of my negative programming. And it started from when I was just a little girl. Um, I love my mother. My mother was a a very negative woman, and that's how I grew up to be, right? So I have to reprogram, reparent myself to be a more positive person, and let me tell you, it takes time and like my previous point that i just made i did not have any mental resources i didn't have anything in my mental health toolbox to say oh no dwanisha this is a negative thought what you need to do is take a step back do some do some deep breathing ground yourself look at things um from a broader perspective and then come back to it speak to other people you know when you don't have certain resources, it's easy to fall into patterns. Trust me, I've seen it done not only with myself, but with others over and over again. So that's that. I've also <laughs> like when I tell y'all I had to go through some things and really a lot of these things were like, aha, moments for myself. Um, isolation was another thing that I tend to do Um detachment from colleagues, like even at work, when I was getting really overwhelming stress, I would close my door. And I wouldn't talk to anybody, I would just lock in on my work. And that was it. I mean, granted, sometimes, you know, you need to lock in on your work and really, you know, just do what you need to do. But there can be balance with that. And I went to the extreme, like I'm talking about for a whole week or two, I was not talking to anyone, I was just doing my work. And the work was getting done. But I, I wasn't speaking to anyone like my door was shut. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I was really, especially at the workplace, I wasn't really angry with anyone, um, but maybe a little resentment, like, hey, why doesn't this person do as much work as me? But at the same time, it's like, we are all dealing with things. Um, we are, as a, as a unit, we are short staffed, so we're all doing the best we can. Again, changing that outlook, reshaping my lens and what's actually going on, even sometimes I don't. I'm not gonna say lie to yourself, but even sometimes, if it's not true, I think it's just better to to look on the positive side of things. Because if you just dwell in negativity, like it's either one, you're gonna get up and you're gonna create some solutions, or you're just gonna complain about it all day. And complaining is not gonna get you anywhere, right? So especially if you're somebody like me who already who, who already has a negative a negative mind, I think it's really important to just look at the, the bigger picture so those are some of the warning signs and now i want to just go through quickly the the different stages and then we'll get into the solution so there's different stages of burnout just like there's different stages of life right it all goes in cycles um so Stage number one is the honeymoon stage. This is the stage where you start a new job or you start a new project. Your energy is up. You're excited. You're optimistic. You're ready to conquer it all. You know, it's the honeymoon stage. That's the honeymoon stage. Let's go into number two. Number two is the onset of stress. Now, this is in chronological order. So we got the honeymoon stage and we got the onset of stress. So you start to experience a little bit of stress, You know, you may start to lose a little bit of focus on what you got to do. You may notice in this stage that you're less productive. um, But the stress is minute. It's not a lot of stress. So just a little bit still pretty much going with the flow. And then next is the chronic stress. So we got the onset of stress and then we got the chronic stress because the stress at this point at stage three, the stress becomes more persistent And it affects your work, it affects your drive. At this stage, you might be be becoming a work late. And if you're not coming to work late, when you are on the job, you're procrastinating, like you know, you have several projects or assignments or things that you need to do for your job or your business, but you're like, "eh, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do it at 3pm, even though you know, 3pm is not an optimal time for you because you work better in the morning, um, things like that. And you can also again this is kind of like back to isolation, withdraw from work related conversations or even like be angry or lash out at your coworkers because you are so overwhelmed with stress. Um again, that is how uh the stress is released, it's released as the emotion of anger. So it might come out that way and and at this point it can also affect your home life because You're constantly, you know what I mean, thinking about work and and, and it's affecting you at work. So sometimes people don't know how to turn that, turn that, turn the dial off and then it's coming to home with them. The next stage is burnout. And at this stage, it's like you reached your limit you're at the top, you're you're almost, you're almost like, you know what, I'm about to quit this job, I can't do it anymore, it's too much for me, I hate the people there, I hate the work, even if the people aren't that bad, again, it goes back to this negative outlook on everything, it's just like, the only thing that you can see is how overwhelming and stressed out that you are at your job, that you just don't, anything associated with your job, you associate it with displeasure dislike you hate it right you you reach your limit you can no longer function you're obsessing over your work you're at home like oh my god i gotta complete several assignments i need to do this tomorrow i need to do that um you can feel numb like you know again this goes back to i don't want to work here anymore i don't even care i'm just getting by day by day Um, And you can also experience extreme self doubt, because you're not able to keep up with the demands of your workplace. Now, that is something that I have dealt with, I would say, I'm still actively dealing with it. I just had a conversation with my husband the other day. And we got we had a really, really great conversation about this and, and he just really had a pep talk with me and I love him so much because he just he just bigs me up so much and wants me to operate at my greatest, my fullest potential and I love him for that. Um, but yeah, I was ex- experiencing extreme self-doubt because, and you know what the funny thing is with this? It's, it's not like it's my fault and that's what I had to come to terms with. I am doing the best that I can. I would say 90% of the time while I am at work, sometimes I come in early. There were times in the past where I was leaving later. There were times that I would work through my lunch. (laughs) I would work through my lunch. I wouldn't even take a lunch. I would forget to uh, take water even if I did take a lunch. I would still be in my office. So if an email came, my lunch was interrupted. I was doing everything I can. I'm asking multiple people for help. I am um, just honestly utilizing uh, and not even just asking for help. There's the uh, a drive that we have that has historical information that I would try to before I ask anyone else help for help. Sometimes I would go through those things and to see if I could figure it out on my own, right? To be resourceful. Um, but I had to realize I'm learning, right? I'm learning. I'm in a new position, and there is a learning curve with that. And I have to be patient with myself. There's no one training me. There's no one walking me baby steps each way through and giving me templates to figure out how to do my job and how to submit certain requests. A lot of this is building it from the ground up and figuring it out. What works best for me, what works best for my current boss, what works best for the division. Um, and just going with the flow and that's again I learned I'm learning so much about myself that's something that I don't do well right so definitely was experiencing some self-doubt because I'm like well Maybe I'm too young for this position, or maybe I don't have enough experience, or maybe I'm this man. And you know what? After speaking to my husband, and, and he didn't say these things to me, I came to the re- realization of it by looking in my environment and even walking myself through some of the conversations I've had with other people. It's not that I'm not smart enough. It's not that I'm I'm too young. It's the fact that There is a learning curve that comes with this job. There are people who could have been with this agency for 15 or 20 years who would still come into this position and have to learn a new learn new procedures, learn who to contact for what learn new systems. There are people who've been here for years on years and I ask them about certain systems that I have to use and they have no clue what I'm talking about. I work at an agency that things are constantly changing. So I had to tell myself that these are not things I'm not, these are all facts. You know what I'm saying? Again, this goes back to me with that negative mindset. Take a step back, look at it from a broader perspective. What do you get? That's what I got. I want to know what y'all got, family. Um, and also with burnout, there could be some physical symptoms such as behavioral changes. If you're burnt out, how do you think your how do you think your energy is going to be? It's I, I can tell you now, it's not going to be the most pleasant, <laughs> especially at work. So behavioral changes, headaches, and this is in, in a point of time where you could start developing gastrointestinal problems or stomach issues a lot of time with symptoms of anxiety, a lot of people will have stomach issues. Now I'm not a doctor. Of course, if you're having any medical issues, you will, you need to go consult your doctor. Right. But I'm just telling you things that you can research for yourself. The last stage of this burnout cycle is habitual burnout. So if unless, if you leave this you know, burnout, untreated, if you don't realize that you're even going through this cycle, what can happen is that you can develop mental inzo- disorders, like anxiety, depression, um, and then you're just constantly mentally and physically exhausted. And you can also if you are habitually burnt out, it can put your your job and your career in jeopardy. Right? Because you're constantly going through this cycle. It's not good for you. It's not good for your company because you're less productive. Um, you're, you're, you're not able to effectively communicate and, and work with other people and all of these things that just prevent you from being your best self first and foremost, but also a great employee, because I know that we like to, um, we want to get away from the nine to five structure and, you know, a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs. And even if you are an entrepreneur, you can totally, <laughs> you can totally go through burnout. But for this, for, um, I'm a nine to fiver. So that's what I'm going by. You have to follow rules. You know what I'm saying? They hired you to do a job. That's what they're expecting you to do. Even if you work for yourself, you know, you got to show up for yourself every single day and you want to show up as the best person you can be. I just think that people with things that they have to do like a nine to fiver, you have to work most times those those 40 hours a week, it can become a little bit difficult because you don't have any flexibility and time and who you work with and things that you do creatively. So it can be a little bit harder for us nine of fivers to kind of like tackle these burnout things. But also entrepreneurs can deal with this as well. I'm pretty sure most of y'all will agree. I know we got a few nine of fibers that listen, I mean, few entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast. So, last but not least, this is the Inspiring Solutions Podcast. It wouldn't be this podcast if I didn't leave y'all with solutions. This is this is what I do, y'all. I don't come up here to just chat and talk, even though that's cool. I love y'all. I love my destiny chasers, but we got to get to those solutions, right? So, solutions number one. Solution number one. And this is something, again, that I'm working on myself, I actually put this in afterwards, emotional regulation. You want to master regulating your emotions. Please do not confuse suppressing your emotions with emotional regulation. A lot of men, especially if their mothers, again, didn't have those mental resources, those tools, um, they practice uh, emotion suppressing their emotions. I am talking about regulating your emotions, right? Emotions are helpful. They're important. They tell us things about our body, about our surroundings, all of these things. They communicate to us what we're going through in life. So the goal of emotional regulation to be, should be to name and understand our own emotions, By emotionally regulating ourselves, we can decrease the frequency of emotions that we don't like or unpleasant emotions. We can decrease our vulnerability to emotions and also decrease emotional suffering, you know, where like such as depression and anxiety, because we're able to say, hey, I'm not actually in danger right now. I'm feeling a little scared, but I'm feeling scared because I believe that my job may be at stake. Things like that, just being able to say, hey, I'm feeling a little bit cranky right now because I didn't get any sleep. And I would just love to take a few hours off to be able to rest and recharge. And then I I believe I can come back as, as a better me. Of course, you don't have to say the senior employer, but I'm just using some some things that could happen. Right. Um, A lot of people are calling these like big emotions and things like that. Like these these are literal things that people teach toddlers. You get me? I just feel like this is just has been a loss art in our communities, communities of color, because we were just like we were practicing suppression and just get through it and, and being a strong people. And we are strong people. But we also need these tools and resources to excel to a higher to higher levels, right? So let's get that emotional regulation in there. And if you could regulate your emotions, again, not control, I like the word regulate them, you are gonna be on top, and this is something I am trying to master um in my life. Like I've got into nasty arguments with my husband just because I wasn't able to express to him exactly how I was feeling. What my default, what my default would be was to to go into, to, to being angry. That was the only emotion that that was not the only emotion, but that was my primary emotion. So if something was wrong with me, instead of saying, Hey babe, I'm really, um, sad today because you didn't do X, Y, Z, it would be, I would, I would, um, I would be angry. I would be passive aggressive, and that doesn't that doesn't really get you anywhere. So emotional regulation is so important, y'all. Maybe I'll do another episode on that. But let's get to the next solution um, for a burnout. It could uh, another solution for burnout is exercise. Now there was a study done by Harvard, um, the T.H. Chan School of Public Health, found that running just for fifteen minutes a day. Or walking for an hour reduces the risk of depression by twenty six percent. Fifteen minutes a day. Now I work a I work an eight hour job. I get a thirty minute break, and I'm in, I'm entitled to two minute breaks. So I could probably double that twenty six percent of depression. Um, times that by two, right? Just I'll, I'll go out and run on my break. Take the stairs a couple times. Go up and down the stairs a couple times. And these are actually things I do, so I know that they work. Um, I know I know that they work. They work for me, at least. Like, if I'm feeling, like, a little bit overwhelmed or stressed. Like, I've, I've told the ladies. I work with these two wonderful ladies at my job. And I told them, like, listen, I got to go to the stairs. I just need to release some stress. Or I'll go outside and get some sun. Because it just does something for my body, my spirit. Now, everybody's different, but it's proven here. You know what I'm saying? Um, Exercise also promotes changes in the brain. So it it reduces inflammation. New activities in the brain that promote feelings of calm and well-being are released when you exercise. These are like scientifically proved things we need to get up, especially if you work in an office job like me, you need to get up off of your booty, move your body, release that energy from your body from sitting all day and move around. We know that exercising, it helps to reduce stress and it releases the, um, it releases feel good chemicals, AKA endorphins stored in your body. That's why I'm saying get out, move your body, shake your body, yeah, move your body. (laughs) You know my husband from JA, so we got to get in there somehow, some way. And then I put exercise slash stretching because stretching has been key for me, major, major key. I feel like it releases so much tension from my body that I wanted to share with y'all because we family and this is what family do. We share the family secrets, right? So yeah, exercising and stretching is going to be another one. Number three is take a time out. Give yourself time away from whatever whatever is stressing you out. If it's work, and I'm not talking about, oh, you got to take a a week vacation. If it's work, again, you're entitled to the 30 minutes and the 2.50. Make sure you're taking your full lunch break away from your computer. You're entitled to it. You're not getting paid for it. Take your 215s if you can. I know sometimes, you know, we can't do it, but if you can, take your 215s. You know what I'm saying? If you have to, if you get paid time off, shoot, even if you don't, even if it's just once every year, once every two months, or if you just got to take an hour off, leave early if you don't want to miss the whole day, come in late. Take a quote unquote doctor's appointment where you just stay home and rest. I mean, you should be able to tell somebody that you just need to rest. But if your job is really strict and they don't value things like this, you got to do what you got to do. Take some time away for your sanity, because when you go crazy, (laughs) when you go crazy, they're not going to care. Okay, they and you and you go to the mental hospital because you can't work no nowhere. No, no. You can't work anymore. You're going to be in the hospital and they're going to be posting for your job to fill it. Next. So another solution (laughs) is relaxation. Again, this is another one. I'm telling y'all these things are things that I have actively been doing. So I'm not coming to y'all. These are things that I have actively been doing for the past week. Relaxation. Do some deep breathing exercise. If you have an Apple Watch, if you have an iPhone, if you have access to the internet, search five-minute breathing techniques, five-minute meditation, five or 10-minute, 15-minute. Again, go back to the breaks, on your breaks. (sighs) Do some deep breathing. Listen to some lighthearted music. Journal. Journal. Journal what you're experiencing, you know, all of these anything that you find relaxing and pleasurable. If you can tie it into your work day, do that, especially breathing. You can breathe right at your desk, you can breathe wherever you are one and then a two, two and then a three, eight, three and then a four, four. Then you gotta breathe. <laughs> Family, if you got this far, you already know how I give it up. So, yeah, relaxation, deep breathing exercises. This is something I do. I love music. I've been journaling for, um, actually, since 2019, I've been journaling. And um, these are things that I love to do because that they are actually relaxing for me. When I journal, I just put out all my thoughts, even if they're negative, on a piece of paper. And you know what? I don't have a care in the world because it's on the paper. I'm not dumping it to nobody else. I'm not getting anybody's feedback. It's out of my brain. It's on the paper. It's done sometimes. So that really helps me and it might help you too, family. So let's go to the next one. Another solution for burnout is evaluate your options. Again, this goes back looking looking at things at a broader spectrum, right? Evaluate your options. Speak to your supervisor. Ask them if there's any way to um, adjust their expectations of you or change them on board more staff because since you've come into the role, there are additional things that you are doing that you feel is appropriate to hire another person for so that the work is evenly distributed. Discuss priorities um, with yourself. Um, what are some things that you can do at a later date that are not urgent, that are just meticulous, or maybe even, um, delegating to other people in your area. If you're in a supervisory role or, or things like that, discuss your priorities. Um, yeah, you guys, because sometimes we are our biggest, what do they say? We are holding our own selves backs, right? We're holding our own selves backs. And sometimes we're not. We're not looking at the bigger, broader picture and, and and various solutions and things that we can do. So, with that being said, that was the last solution, y'all. I think I gave y'all a lot of information. Um, I think we had a lot of fun today. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to finish it up on this note. I wish y'all nothing but peace and blessings. And I will see y'all on the next Inspiring Solution Podcast. I'm out. Peace.